Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's Jody Mack, and he's diplomatic. If you agree with me, it doesn't mean we're right. If you disagree with me, it doesn't mean you're right and I'm wrong, because it is pretty subjective. He's opinionated. It was boring as all get out. As they slowly matriculate the ball down the field and watch the clock go tick, 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 tick. No, that's not exciting. He's humble. I'm not trying to injure myself patting myself on the back here. And his job is simple. I talk about sports. This is the Jody Mack Show. Here's Jody Mack. Aaron, the books, three left to play on a Sunday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Your buddy, pal, and amigo, Jody Mack, to hang for the next three. Uh, we mix it up in hour number one. We're going to start hour number two, pigskin-related. Uh, talk a bunch of NFL stuff with my next guest, who knows it inside out. He only did it for decades in the National Football League scout executive. Now talks about it on the radio. Going to do so here with me during the week. He does it on 1057 The Fan down in Baltimore on the Vinny and Annie Show. Vinny Serrano joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. Vin Man, how you been? I'm good, Jody. How you doing? Very good. Good to hear your voice. Good to catch up. All right, let's get the pleasantries out of the way first. How's your son doing out there on the ice? Yeah, I, w- I was there this weekend. I drove back this morning from Michigan. Took me seven hours. I left at six o'clock this morning. They beat Youngstown last night because they play the U.S. The U.S. development team plays in the USHL. They beat Youngstown, and Charlie was uh, one of the stars of the game. He had an awesome shorthanded goal. It played nice. really well. So, yeah, it was a good weekend. They're tied now for second in the USHL behind Chicago, but we got four games in hand. Okay, very good. Glad to hear he's doing well uh, up there in Michigan. All right, I need your football expertise. I know you know hockey now, Dad. You've had to yeah. learn, and you've got all the insights there. But I'm I'm tapping into your football expertise and your uh, Baltimore-based knowledge. Yep. Next couple of days going to be huge because the Ravens have to make a decision as to whether they're going to slap a franchise tag or not on Lamar Jackson. I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion I guess there's some debate as to whether they want to put the exclusive and the non-exclusive franchise tag on them. I guess in the next 48 hours they could come to an agreement, but it hasn't happened in close to a year. So why would you think it could happen in the next two days? What way are the Ravens going to play this before Tuesday's deadline? Yeah, Jody, I don't see anything getting done. You know, like you said, it's been, you know, they've been working on this for over a year. And Mm -hmm. I, I think it's all about the guaranteed money for Lamar and, you know, the Ravens aren't willing to do it, and he wants it. And, 
they're kind of at a uh, standstill. I, Jody, if it's me, because they came out and said um, the Ravens did that. They wanted a windfall of picks. All right, if you want a windfall, that's more than two ones. That, that's my thing, you know, because I can get more than two ones for Lamar. If I put the non-exclusive, that's all I can get is the two ones. Right. You know, I want to be able to control the situation. That's why I'd put the exclusive on. And especially if I'm still going to trade them, you know, I got $45 million on my cap if I'm going to trade them, and that's eventually going to come off because it'll come off prior to the draft, you know, if I'm trading them. If not, mm-hmm. here's the, the biggest thing, Jody, is, is, you know, you got a new offensive coordinator, and I'm guessing that Lamar would hold out, you know, not go to anything, have a new coordinator, and if he's got the exclusive tag, he wouldn't show up till the Tuesday prior to the first game. And I asked Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator, Todd, what if that's the case? And he said, we'll let Lamar do what, you know, he can do. We'll have a small package, and he'll be the starter, and, you know, we'll go from there. Now, if he signs a Jody, if he signs a deal, I think the Ravens will be right there. I mean, them and the Bengals to win that division, and the Ravens, because the Ravens are going to be good defensively. They got a good offensive line. They got excellent tight ends, running backs. They're going to get another receiver or two. We know that. So I think the Ravens will be a real good football team if Lamar comes back. If not, you know, if they're going to trade him, Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield. Those would be the guys from what I understand. All right. Uh, but uh, Jeremy Fowler just reported, I just reported when he reported half an hour ago, that Carr is close to signing with the Jets. So that could be one of the guys that come off their potential list as far oh. as free agents go. Um so they're married to uh, unless uh, Lamar Jackson makes life unbelievably unacceptable. You think that they are one hundred percent committed to get him uh, under terms for this year, if not future years. But it all comes down to whether Lamar wants to move off the every dollar guaranteed contract. Is that where it yeah, sits right now? I, I think that's it, Jody. I, I think that's that's the bottom line because the Ravens. Roquan Smith, they made him the highest-paid linebacker in the league. They'll do deals, you know, but here's the thing, and, Jody, I I think this. I think that the Ravens have time on their side because Jalen Hurts, who, you you know, I mean, you're from right there, he's not going to do a totally guaranteed deal, and neither is Burrow because Burrow's, you know, his players have come out and said, you know, he wants to do whatever so we can sign Higgins, we can sign, you know, Chase and all these other guys. You know, so they're not going to – do, and now, if those two don't do guaranteed deals, and Herbert, because the Chargers, they're not a big money team, he's not going to do a totally guaranteed deal. Then all of a sudden, you know, you tell Lamar, Lamar, come on, you know, that was an outlier. That was one guy, you know, they were out of it. You know, Cleveland wasn't even in it. He'd already said that they were out. Then all of a sudden, boom, you know, he gets a guaranteed deal. That's the only way that they were able to get him. So I don't see, um, you know, that's why I say time's on their side because these other deals are going to come in and then it's going to be, hey, Lamar, come on. You know, this is what we got to do. All right. This past year, and we're talking to Vinny Serrato from 105.7, the fan down on Baltimore, former NFL general manager and scout. We'll get to the combine in just a second. Um, 
this year it played out with, we know, the ongoing negotiations that really truthfully went nowhere, but it was a talk around the Ravens all year long. And then, of course, Lamar gets hurt at the end of the year, which has to be part of the conversation. That's why mm-hmm. I'm not blaming the Ravens to try and hold off. I'm not giving co- totally guaranteed because Lamar does, with the way he plays the game, put himself at risk. How does the rest of the team handle it? Do they all buy into the, hey, when you're up for a contract, you got to be out for yourself. We're going to do the same when we get our uh, choice. It's kind of different with a quarterback because they're so important and such a leader of the franchise. How did it play with the teammates? How will it play this offseason with the Ravens locker room? Well, Jody, the Ravens were shocked. You know, they thought he was going to be out one to three. Then it was all of a sudden four to six. And then all of a sudden, after six, then he's out longer than that. You know, and he didn't travel to the games. You know, he didn't go to Cincinnati or any of those games. And, you know, they said he was sick, but he wasn't sick, you know, the week before. You know, and he didn't go. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, questions going on. And, you know, if you're a teammate and you go out there and Lamar said, oh, you know, I'm too hurt to go, and it's been six, seven weeks or whatever with his knee, and then you go out and you see Patrick Mahomes hobbing around on one leg, you know, and you're saying, our quarterback, come on. You know, I, I, I think that it became about – because Eric DaCosta said that dealing with Lamar the player is totally different than dealing with Lamar the agent. I think at the end of the year it was all about Lamar the agent, you know, who he was dealing with, you know, because he wasn't around that much. You know, he was doing his rehab and everything, didn't go to the games. So I think it was totally – involved and and to me that's what that's what's disappointing you know and when you're looking at the contract you know and i feel sorry for eric DeCosta because he's got a tough deal he's got you know when you have an agent that you're negotiating with you know you're trying to come up with comparables and then when you you talk about you know you say okay this is the guy that we think he's like and they say no and then you can kind of get into it. You know, he's missed 11 games the last two years. You know, his play has declined. But you can't say that to your starting quarterback. So Eric's in a tough spot in the negotiations with Lamar because you can't really say what you want to say. So you did it on an NFL level. I lived it on a Major League Baseball level when my father was general manager and he used to have to go into arbitration cases yep. with players. And he hated it. He hated having to air the dirty laundry of the players and what they went backwards in or didn't do well enough mm-hmm. in because they're sitting right there at the table and they're listening. So it does. It becomes a very uncomfortable situation. But uh, we'll have more knowledge on it over the next 48 hours before Tuesday's deadline. All right, Vinny Serrato here with us, former NFL executive who spent – Probably too many hours in Indianapolis for his own liking. How many hours you spent out there in the combine during your years in the league? Oh, Jody, um, for 20 years I was there. You know what? Uh, seven days, right? And and you're working from seven. You you know because there at, at that time, like the heights and weights started at seven, and you didn't get done with interviews till like 11:30 at night. So I mean, it was it was nonstop. <laughs> you know, but it was fun. I, I listen. I love the combine because you know you learn a lot about the players. The interviews, the interviews, and the physicals are the two most important things. Understood, and that's what basically everybody who's ever done it says. 
But the competition is what people want to see and what they put on the NFL Network. So when Vinny Serrato gets to sit down with his other fellow uh, Redskin at the time employees and ask the questions, they're not going to be revealing things that they just asked. So the only thing that we as football fans have to judge is what they do out there on the field in shorts. When, when you're working with the organization, does everybody watch? Is, ever, is there someone in charge? Do you put the scouts that you bring out there with you? Do you, you let the coaches watch what they do in these individual drill-type things? How do you break up the workload? Well, what we would do, Jody, the scouts were there for the whole time, you know, because they had guys at all different positions, you know, in their areas. Now, the coaches, they went to their specific positions. You know, like when, let's say the DB coach, when the DBs were going to be there, he had to be there. The D coordinator had to be there the whole time any defensive players were there. And same with the offensive coordinator. You know, the head coach was there the whole time. You know, that, that's how we would do it. And the biggest thing is you, you tell them, don't fall in love. Don't fall in love <laughs> at the combine. You know, because the film's the most The combine is just, just think, Jody, of like you got a big pie, you know, and it's just a piece of the pie. You know, the combine is just a piece. When I was in San Fran, Jody, because I was talking with Mel Kuyper, when I was driving to Michigan on Friday, I talked to Mel for an hour and a half, and we were just really? talking back and forth. Yeah, you know. So, well, Mel used to live, um, when I left the Redskins, Mel, Mel lived like two miles from me, so he'd come over, we'd watch film together, we'd talk all, we've been friends forever. So, you know, um, so the, the biggest thing is, is, you know, when I would go to the combine, and because everything's on film, the the Packers coaches didn't even go this year. You know that that that's 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 kind of you know crazy what's going on. But you you can't if, if you fall George Seifert when uh, Ricky Waters. How about we're we're there? And here's the problem with like the head coaches and stuff. They haven't seen these guys. They haven't watched film. They haven't done anything. So. When they see these guys in shorts and they go, George Seifert came back after Ricky Waters. We're taking him in the second round. You know, I don't care what anybody okay. says. I want that guy in the second round, you know. And how about, Jody, here's another good one. We took, like, Mike Shanahan in 94. Mike and I, it was 93. Mike and I studied all the offensive tape. We sat down, broke every player down, ranked them, did the whole thing. Mike and I did. And then we're in a draft, and George Seifert, he liked Corey Fleming out of Tennessee. He says, we're taking him in the third round. And Mike and I said, no way. We're not we, – no, we don't want that kid. George says, I don't care. I'm the head coach. We're taking him. So we take him. Jody, how about this? We never signed him. Have you ever heard of a third-round pick that he came to the rookie mini camp and he was so bad that we didn't even offer him a contract in the third round? Really? Yes. Wow, I'd never heard that story before. Yeah, so that's the thing is you can't fall in love at the Combine because, you know, they're just in shorts and, you know, and everything else, whereas the film is the key. How do they play football? That's the key. You know, like Pete Carroll, like Pete was our D coordinator in Sanford. Pete wanted to see, like, uh, like DBs, you know, if can he run? You know, when they run the 40, can they run? Because if he runs 4-9, how does that guy, you know, run with, you know, play with a guy that's, uh, you know, receiver running 4-4, which totally makes sense. So you got to just use it as a piece, and you got to use it as information, or as like red flags. Okay, we got to go check on this. 
you know, like we had Merton Hanks the one year in San Fran, and Ray Rhodes loved Merton. And Merton ran like 4-7-something at the Combine. But Merton, you know, so he went back, you know, to Iowa, went to his workout, said, Ray, what would you run? Well, I got him in 4-6. I don't know if he did or if he didn't, but he come back, and he said, because he had such great range and he was so smart and all that, you know, and we ended up drafting him. He ended up being a Pro Bowl for us. Hanks was a pretty damn good player. All right, along those lines, uh, it's a quarterback league. That's just the fact, Jack, and uh, I get you on. What's the first thing we talk about? Lamar Jackson for 12 minutes. Um, This week at the Combine, a couple of guys really did flash in the quarterback workouts, mostly with their athleticism, uh, 40 times and, and broad jumps and the like. They all threw the the ball pretty darn well for me, but amazing how many passes you complete when nobody's playing defense against you and you're out there on the field with just you and the wide receiver. Will the two quarterbacks who I don't think deserve first-round grades, forget about top ten, I don't think either Richardson or Will Levis deserve first-round grades because the tape speaks, and their tape this year, I watched enough of their games, for me, stunk. Will people fall in love with these two quarterbacks? Is it inevitable because it has become such a quarterback league and teams are so thirsty to take chances? You know what's interesting about Levis is because Mel and I, Mel Kuyper and I, we talked like for a long time. Oh, Mel loves Levis. Mel loves Levis because the year before, you know, when he had a better offensive line, when he had better receivers, he had a much better year. This year he was beat up. He was hurt most of the time. You know, he's got a gun. He's got a rocket. You know, you see all that. You know, and I'll give Mel credit. Mel's one of the few that loved, loved Josh Allen, you know, early in the draft. I give Mel credit on that. You know, so Levis, I got I to gotta study the film. But throwing the football stuff, I thought he looked pretty good, you know, in the drills and everything. I thought Stroud, Stroud looked really smooth, really yes. good. You know, Richardson, Richardson the great in all the combine drills, you know, but throwing the ball, inconsistent, you know, and everybody says he needs another year, you know, and do you have that kind of time? Now, how about this? Because Marty Morningway comes on my show every Thursday, and I was talking, so I asked Marty, I said, Marty, when Lamar came out, what did you guys do? You know, they went to the workouts, they did all that. He said, at his pro day, at his pro day, Jody, and throwing to on air with all his buddies, completed 52%, 52% on the pro day. Yikes. Yes. And they still took him in the first round. Yeah, they traded back up, yeah, into the first round and took him. And, Jody, let me just say this. I was at the um, rookie mini camp the first day. I went to Marty after. I said, Marty, oh, you got a lot of work. I mean, because his fundamentals were so bad, so bad. You know, and, and, you know, you can make strides there. You can make improvement there if the guy wants to work. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm a Philly guy. Yeah, you and I have certainly talked yep. about Philly over the years. And the amount of a step forward that Jalen Hurts took this year might yep. be the best I've ever seen. And I, I've been watching football 40 years. I didn't work in the industry like you did, but I've been watching it intently and talking about it on the air for over 30 I've never seen a quarterback go from point A to point B and make such a huge stride. I think that was commitment by him, some pretty Mm -hmm. damn good coaching by the Eagles. Lamar's ability to throw the football has improved, certainly from that guy you said couldn't complete over 55% of his passes in his pro day to where he's at now. But he hasn't taken it. He's never taken a Jalen Hurts-like leap. Is he not putting in the prerequisite work to improve? 
I, I, they say, you know, that, that he's a worker and, and all those things, Jody. The, the biggest thing I think with, you know, because what's shocking, I'm, I'm right there with you with Hurt. I mean, last year, you know, before the season and everything, it's like, okay, we got to see. Because the Eagles had two first-round picks, and it was, okay, you know, if Hurts is not the guy, then we can move up to go get a guy. And then all of a sudden, Hurts becomes a guy. And I think A.J. Brown was a huge help. I mean, they've got excellent weapons. Lamar's never had two really good receivers and stuff. And you look That's at, true. you know, all these other teams, they've had that. Now, the Ravens have a good offensive line. They just don't have depth at wide receiver. And, and they've admitted that. They've said, we have to go redo that receiver room. Bateman's good enough. Bateman's good enough. But they, I think, you know, getting another rookie, uh, you know, they need to do like Philly did, like Buffalo did, you know, like the Raiders did. Go trade that first-round pick and go get a guy that you know is the number one guy. I mean, look what A.J. Brown did for Devontae Smith. Look what he did for Hurts. Yep. You know, I mean, that that's what Lamar needs. And they understand that. And Todd Munkin, you know, the offensive coordinator, in his press conference says, we're going to throw the football, you know, to score points, you know. And they want to throw the football. So they need they need some more people. That's That's the biggest thing. And that's the biggest thing Lamar doesn't have. Whereas Jalen Hurts, I mean, he throws, you know, and just from listening to everything, Jody is like first one in, last one to leave, all those kind of things. You know, that that's what's impressive. All right. You mentioned the three wide receivers that changed spots last year in Philly and Oakland and Miami. Yep. There's no guy like that who's going to be available, who's going to shake out. Who's the best in a lot? You're, you're not going to get Ty Hill or Adams or A.J. Brown, but who is the best available that Baltimore could either sign via free agency or attempt to trade for because the team would be willing to actually move them? Well, Jody, you know what's interesting about that? You know, it's a copycat league, right? Yeah. And all three teams that traded their first-round picks for those receivers, it worked out great for the teams that got the player. Now, for the guys that drafted them, didn't work out. So good, like for the Tennessees of the world and all those people. Didn't work out. So I think people would be very leery to do that, you know. And when uh, I was at Todd Munkin's press conference, I asked him, I said, Todd, what do you think of Odell Beckham? He went on for two minutes about how he loved Odell Beckham because he was with him in Cleveland. You know, the work ethic and all the things that you want to hear. Jody, I'll say this about, like, when I was at the Redskins, every free agent, unrestricted free agent, that we had great success with, somebody on the staff had been with that guy, so they know the guy's character, they know his work ethic, because that's the biggest thing that you got to know about these guys is, will he work? Will he compete? You know, is he a guy that loves the game? I mean, those are the things that you need to know, and if you've been on a team, you know, you've been with that guy, then you know. All right, so bidding war between Baltimore and Dallas for Odell Beckham Jr. when he can actually pass a physical. Something to keep our eye out for. <laughs> we will certainly have our eye on the Ravens this week, see how they play the Lamar Jackson situation. Vinny Serrano, we appreciate your gener- generously donating your inside for us, and thanks for the fun combine stories. Appreciated it, bud. We'll be in touch. All right, Jody, anytime. Thanks. Vinny Serrato, ex-executive in the NFL, several teams, San Francisco and then Washington, where he's a general manager, doing sports talk these days in Charm City down there in Baltimore on 105.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 